Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon is back. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Want to remind you about our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save Diamond Airport Parking. You know, I heard you read that uh, earlier, and that sounds like a great idea. You know, Diamond Airport parking. It yeah. is a great idea. Have you you've done Diamond before, haven't you? Uh, maybe uh, I have, uh, but I I hadn't done it recently. But the more I think about it, the more I th- why, why aren't you doing that more? It's really convenient. You know yeah. what I like is that they because uh, I've done Diamond a lot. Uh, they're constantly running shuttles. Because isn't there nothing worse than getting back from your trip, business, or or a long vacation or something like that, and all you want to do is just go home, and you have to wait 45 minutes for a, some sort of shuttle or bus or whatever. <laughs> they, they're they out there, like, all the time. I yeah. mean, you just stop to the curb, and, and bam. I like the convenience yeah, of it all. But. Uh, yeah, and they take care of your car. I mean, just, uh, yeah, that, you would be able to travel uh, at peace. Indeed. All right, Gordon, I've got I've got some for you here. There's a story out there that uh, Chad Johnson, your boy Ocho Cinco, yeah. uh, had dinner with Bradley Beal the other day. Okay. And uh, yeah, uh, tweeted this out, says, having dinner with him in two days, well, I guess he's going to, to discuss his future here in Miami with the league now being balanced with it being two dominant stars across the league. It makes the most sense to come here. Of course, he would be pairing with Jimmy Butler, who was traded or... I guess uh, did they do a sign and trade with Jimmy or did they? I think they did, right? Not that it matters. He's now in. Uh, he's now in Miami. But one <laughs> is this tampering because you can't. I mean, Ocho Cinco is just a fan of the Heat, right? So that can't really be tampering. He's just having dinner with a, a buddy. I suppose not. But this just underscores a reality that there's no way you can really trace this stuff. There's no way you can police it. And two. If the Jazz uh, were ever in a situation where they really needed to persuade a, a free agent or or somebody to, to force a trade, as in uh, Bradley Beal's case, who are we sending? Who are we sending? Uh, Our boy Mitt. <laughs> Mitt likes to he's, – he's engaged when he comes to the Jazz games. We're sending our boy Mitt. All right. Mitt's a good choice. Or Adrian, uh, Adrian's uh, producing, filling in for Austin today. Who's who's the rapper who lives here randomly? Uh, Post Malone. Yeah. Or at least he has a home here and spends yeah, a lot of time right. here. Yeah, that could work, right? Yeah, I think it would. He's always uh, repping the old jazz gear. He is. How about Bob Redford? Get Bob out there. Is Bob a jazz fan? I you know that I don't know because I don't think I've ever seen him at a game. But not that I'm, you know, patrolling the the crowd for celebrities. But I don't know if I've ever seen him actually at a jazz game. That's a question that needs to be asked. Got to find out if Bob's a jazz fan. If you know, send us a tweet or an open mic. Let us know if uh, if uh, the Sundance Kid is a jazz fan. <laughs> uh, Wilford Brimley. I know that he doesn't come to games anymore, though. I don't think no, he lives, here, he lives anymore. here. No, I think he moved to New Mexico or something. He used to come to like every game, though. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I do as well. Yeah, How about I, who would we send? Who would we send? 
I think Post Malone right now is the leader in the clubhouse. Is it? I think so. Uh, that would be the most effective, I would imagine. Right. No, he's hip, cool. Yeah. All right. Who else is there? MJ to do a little of that? He lives here part of the time. He does live here part of the time. Have MJ take him up uh, up there to Glen Wild and take him out on the course and convince him to come play for the Jazz? Remind me, have you played that course? I have played that course. It's nice, isn't it? It is wonderful. Have you? No. Yeah, it's it's it was my most, uh, what's the best word here, like posh golf experience of my life. How'd you get on? Uh, my wife, one of her best friends, their, uh, her parents live up there. And actually, it's kind of a funny story because this was when my wife and I kind of first started dating within the first year there, and uh, uh, the the club tournament was coming up, and so my wife told uh, this guy that what a great golfer I was, <laughs> and he wanted to win the tournament, so he uh, invited me to play. And I didn't have the heart to tell him I was no ringer, and I really wanted to play the course. So all I said was, yeah, sure, be happy to play. Nice. Sounds good. And you know what? I played really well, actually, and we took second. We didn't win, but we took second. Wow. Good. It was fun. You know, I'm thinking of somebody else that uh, I know is a big jazz fan. You think we could get Coach Lou to, uh, to to help out in this regard? I, You know, I have you ever talked to Coach Lou? I have, here? on occasion. Uh, that has happened. And uh, do, do you have any sound of that, uh, of what uh, he might have said when you asked him whether he would be willing to do that or not? I think we have that, don't we? We might, yeah. Why don't we, uh, why don't we play that for our listeners and uh, what Coach Lou, uh, how he would feel about recruiting for the Jazz. Give this a listen. I'll tell you something right now. First thing you got to do, you had to help people understand the importance of magic. Whether it's with cards, whether it's a rabbit in a hat, whether it's putting swords through people inside of a box, you got to wow them with entertainment. Show them what kind of things you can bring. The second thing I'll do, it didn't work with the Jets, but it'll work with the Jazz. I'm going to read them a poem and let them understand the importance of rhyme and reason to see ways to give inspiring messages to great young people people to come play for the Utah Jazz. That's exactly what they want to do. There's nothing better than having a good band. And I'll tell you right now, a good restaurant, a good band, and having drummers and people playing all night long, that's the kind of people I know how to recruit. Well, there you have it. That's what Coach Lou had to say, so maybe we could get him busy. Uh, You know, I dearly love Coach Lou. I've interacted with him many times over the years, but I'm not so sure that would have the impact on today's NBA player that you, think you might that, think. Yeah, there was a day. There was uh, a not, day not that, that that maybe that that would work, but uh, <laughs> like when was that? About early '90s, maybe or 1890s. <laughs> Frankly, why does Chad Johnson have any effect on an NBA player? That's a good point. Yeah, does Does Ocho Cinco still have that kind of cachet where he can he can move mountains? I wouldn't say so. Well, I don't know. Apparently he and Bradley Beal are buddies. Bradley Beal ended up moving, which Washington absolutely 100% should do. That that could be really interesting depending on where he lands. Because the East, I mean, Milwaukee's still going to be really good, right? Yeah. We don't know so much about Boston. Everybody's, Sixers. Everybody's feeling really good about the Sixers, but I think Jimmy Butler is a loss for them. I think that's yeah, going to hurt. Got, they've got so much young talent on that team. You put, and then you add uh, Al Horford. Al Horford, and and, uh, and and if it's the right mix and the guys come together properly, that could be dangerous. That team slapped the Jazz around last year, didn't it? Uh yeah. I just I don't know if I'm I'm 100 percent buying Philly. 
And a, a Miami team with Jimmy Butler and Bradley Beal would be really interesting. I don't know if it True. would be better, but that that had the, would have the potential to make some waves in the Eastern Conference. I don't know how they'd fare out West, mm. but it'd put them in the mix in the East. I have no idea why the Wizards aren't moving on from Bradley Beal. Because everything coming out of Washington is they're going to hang on to him, and that makes zero sense. Because John Wall's their circumstance. Yeah, John Wall's going to be out, uh, you know, for the foreseeable future. And when he comes back, what kind of player is he going to be? He's a player that relies so much on his athleticism. Coming back from a torn Achilles, how's that going to go? And they're paying him the supermax, which means they can't afford to pay anyone else. By and Bradley way. Beal will be eligible, I believe, Adrian, for the supermax. Maybe he has some work left to do to qualify. That. No, I, I think have he to, is. I I think he's qualified yeah. for it. So. I don't you know. know. I, a name just came to mind. He did sign an extension yeah. in July. $100 million mm-hmm. over three years. I, I, a name just came to mind. Hmm. Bobby Wagner. Is he ours? Oh, that we could send you, yeah. to recruit for, for the Jazz? Highest paid inside linebacker in the NFL? Oh, that's pretty good. I don't know if, if Bobby is a Jazz fan. Where's Bobby from? They only offered the extension. Sure. Yeah, uh, quick clarification. I didn't think Beal had signed it yet, but I don't know what the Wizards are doing. Breaking it down is what they should be doing. And a team like Miami, how much would they give up for Bradley Beal? A lot. There are, some, there are a lot of teams out there that would give up a lot for a player like that. In today's NBA? Well, had the Jazz not made a move for Mike Conley, I would 100% be on board with the Jazz uh, making a move for Bradley Beal. No doubt. I think that'd that. be a, a, a tad bit tough now. But, I mean, he's he is a almost a perfect modern NBA player. If you were to, you know, to skew this toward the Jazz, how, how surprised would you be if this team won 55-plus games? How surprised? Would you be more surprised if they won 55-plus or if they lost, if they or let me say it this way, if they if they won fewer than fifty, I'd be more surprised if they won fewer than fifty. That is really quite a statement. Yeah, but they quite a freaking statement. They've won fifty five wins in this Western Conference. The way it's put together now. That is a major accomplishment. Yeah, but the West hasn't exactly been easy, and they uh, taped together Jazz team managed to win 50 games. So now this one, I think, has more talent yeah. and is seems to be uh, better assembled to what Quinn Snyder wants to do specifically offensively. So I would, I would bet on the win total going up, yes. So more likely to win 60 than to win 48? Uh, 60, now we're getting, now we're getting up there. 46. Okay, so I'll go with 48 or 46, but I think you're looking at a at a pretty devastating injury at that point. Hmm. If that was their if that was their win total, then I think somebody got hurt for a significant amount of time. All right. Which you could never count out. And again, I'm I'm knocking on wood here, but it's certainly been something that every team has had to deal with. Do you believe that the Jazz offense is put together now? Under, in a system that uh, just flat works, that it can withstand the defensive presence of the L.A. Clippers? I don't think anybody can withstand the defensive presence of the L.A. Clippers 
well, maybe I'm being a little extreme there, but I, I think that had Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Patrick Beverly together on You've one three team. Got three of the best defenders in the league. I was talking to somebody the other day. That is that the most formidable defensive backcourt since Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, and Ron Harper. Maybe Ron Harper was Ron Harper really all that? Yeah, he's six six in defending point guards. Yeah, after, he was pretty after good at surgery? it. Um, well, who would you put above that? I, then? I think that's about as good as it gets. So it, I'm fascinated to see how good the Clippers are on defense. And outside of Patrick Beverly, we both know how, how good Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are on the other side of the floor, too. I mean, they're going to be fine on the offensive side. I think Clippers are going to be really, really good. You have two guys in that group who are absolute stoppers. If you bring in a team to play them, uh, whatever team they've been playing on, if someone on the other team gets hot, who gets put on them? Those two, when they were on separate teams. Now they get to join together. I just wonder whether we're going to see some scoring totals against the Clippers. What? Could it be under 60? No, oh, I don't know about that. That's, that's pretty, quite that's a pretty, that's pretty extreme. Didn't the Jazz have a playoff game against the Bulls back in the day yeah. where they scored 50-some, 56, mm-hmm. what, 54? In the finals? Yeah. Not so good. But against that team? I don't know. Well, I would say three stoppers. I mean, Patrick Beverly certainly went on the other team's number one all the time. He guarded Kevin Durant in the in the playoffs <laughs> last year. That's look. This is what we're dealing with now when we talk about the Jazz. We're talking about how they compare against the best teams in the West. And by best teams in the West, we mean best teams in the league. Yeah, and the Jazz defense is nothing to sneeze at either. So, you know. They're going to be a tough matchup for anybody, and their offense is better prepared to attack the defenses in the West. But, I mean, that I think that's going to be a historic defense. I really So do. what happens if Donovan Mitchell gets red hot? One of those nights when he's scoring 45 points. And then, let's say Bogdanovich is super hot. You just put Kawhi and Paul George on those two. Mm-hmm. You could even rotate them. So now the Jazz are back to having to play kind of the way they did last year. I, uh, Joe Ingles has to beat teams. Yeah, or Mike Conley. Mike Conley. I mean, they have they have more weapons. But I'll, I'll tell you this, and I, you know, I'm not in the business of doubting Donovan Mitchell, but I'd be real surprised if he had 40 points against the Clippers this year. Hmm. He's going to average 28. I know you you and Locker on that train. I think that's going to be a tough leap. I mean, things, things are going to be. Can I get you to twenty-seven? PK and I were talking about twenty-five yesterday. So one more than last year. Mm-hmm. And you think that's because opportunity? I think that's part of it. I just think it's awful hard to score twenty-eight points in the NBA in today's Yeah, but he's going to benefit more than anybody. He is. I I agree with that. But he's also still going to be at the top of everybody's defensive game plan. Yeah, but then the other guy. Well, okay. So do you think teams are willing to? slow Donovan Mitchell at the expense of having the other guys that the Jazz have uh, exploiting that. That's the idea of adding those other guys now, isn't it? Only two guys, Adrian telling us, only two guys in the entire league hit 28 points last year. You can probably name one of them. Jimmy Harden. Yep, and Paul George. And Paul George. Giannis was close, but even he didn't do it. It It is a high standard. Very high standard. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think what you're saying is is possible. That's just that would be a real leap. It, it, now here's I'm how, just telling you, guys are going to have to stay home on these other Jazz players. Where last year they did not have to. 
Well, here's where you and Locke could be right. If this happens, is is if Donovan is a more efficient player and if he goes to the free throw line more, then, which then he can get there. Check but, and uh, check. I think that's going to happen. Okay. I think those two things will happen. You're saying they have to happen. They, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I think they will. And it's just, I'm just thinking it's a little bit easier said than done. And I don't think he actually needs to score 28, to be honest. So he won't be so inclined. Well, if, I mean, if Mike Conley can score you 20 and Bojan Bogdanovich can give you 18, 19, and Rudy still keeps his pace where he's scoring 16, 17, yeah, he That may be the strongest point you made of all. I might be vulnerable to having you talk me out of this. Don't do that. You're, you're optimistic today. Uh, Don't am. let me ruin your I optimism. Am. You were you were, you, co- do. you were coming in here in such a good frame of mind. I don't mean to drag you down. Just because I'm right, the pull mean- is too strong. <laughs> I, am, I am moving toward the dark side. All of a sudden, don't do it. Don't do it. I like you as an optimist. Sometimes, right, give me twenty-seven. Give me twenty-seven, then I'll take it. Incriminating audio. Oh, I love this idea. Okay, wait. The, uh, Where are we drawing the line? Twenty-seven is fine. What, what, what? Last year, twenty-four. Lisa's pet name for me is Bowler. Right around 24, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hate this game. I know. It's so painful. Let's make it a little more fair. A little more fair? How Let's confident are you? Let's meet somewhere between 24 and 28. 26? Oh, 27's between those. I'm, <laughs> I mean, in the middle. 26-5? 26-1. Well, that's not really bending much there. 26-1? That's right in the middle. 26-5 would be right in the middle. No. That's not right, is it? Of 28 and 25? Uh, is it right in the middle? Something like that, yeah. No, I mean, 24 and 28, the middle is 26, right? Okay. 26 it is. Okay. I say he gets 26 plus. You're north of 26. I'm south of 26. All yep. right. By the end of the regular season. Yes. And month by month. Uh, That's I, a I, lot I, of incriminating audio. <laughs> I get we get bonus points along the way. We'll take it uh, on the season, but we'll also take it month by month. Huh? That's a lot of incriminating audio I know. for you. Think about think before you speak. Twenty six and a half. No, twenty six. Twenty six and a half. You want the names in the NBA who got to twenty six last year? Yeah. Uh, this is from least to most. Kevin Durant. Kawhi Leonard, Devin Booker, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, Giannis, Paul George, James Harden. Lofty company. It is, but I'm telling you, we've said it over and over again. Who will benefit the most? What single jazz player will benefit the most from the changes that the jazz made this offseason? And what has the answer always been? Donovan, I agree. And he had, what did he have last year, 24.1? 23.8. 23. He's 15th, though, in the NBA. He's moving on up. So you're saying he's going 15th to top five. Do we need to go down to like 25-9? Now you're doubting yourself. We're at 26-5. That's fine. I thought he was at 24. He's at 23-8. Is a point two really shaking you well, there? Well, in this particular bet, it may very well. Hmm. Who's with me on this? Let me put out a call to our listeners. Do you think Donovan Mitchell's going to score 26 points a game this next season? No, 26. That's where the line is. 0.5. No. What do you mean 26? No. And a half. 26 flat. 
All right, twenty six flat. I don't know about this month by month stuff. If you want month by month, we'll we'll go twenty six five. No, twenty six. Even at the end of the regular season. At the end of the regular season. You just heard the list that Adrian went through of the guys who did that last year, and all of them are superstars except for one who plays on a crappy team. I heard him, yeah. What's your point? To your point, Gordon, Austin also believes he can make that big jump, too. So, Well, you got Austin on your side. <laughs> Good. That makes me feel better. Why did you snicker right there? Well, I didn't. I'm just, I'm glad. I'm glad, but that's not really going to help me. Is he going to, is he going to rescue me from my, uh, incriminating audio? I, I don't know, but I, I know I respect Austin's opinion. So do I. Same who, here. That's why I brought it into the who's conversation. Who's with me, though? I need to know from our listeners. Should I go 26? Am I feeling good about this? Are you feeling good about this? 26 flat. Not 26.5. 26.0. End of the regular season. 26.0 points. We Are we making the bet? At Gordon Monson. You can add Jake Scott's zone if you want to. It's only two more makes a game because though. he doesn't really need to know any of this information from you. I'm asking for it, not you. Okay. Boy, you've really shaken off that I, 28, though, haven't you? Well, I'm just looking for a fair, uh, a reasonable uh, delineation here. And how did we come to? I still think you could go north of that between 25. Okay. Because it was nearly halfway. I said 25, you said 28. Halfway would be? No. 26 we and a half. off of what he averaged last year. I, why are we doing that? Just because. <laughs> You're making rules now? <laughs> You're darn right I am. I lose every one of these things. That's not and true. And then i got to listen to uh, this. Lisa's pet name for me is Bowler. <laughs> I heard that 500 times. Well, That's a name. good story. I don't think I can top that tired of it i've had it up to here and now you want to make a bet once a month let's scratch <laughs> let's scratch that we'll go for the the season so this will oh, be you're our taking mercy on me this now. will this will be our grayson allen bet for this year all right i just i just need to know if i have the endorsement of the people that's all that's why i'm asking all right yeah uh, at gordon monson let me know whether i'm an idiot for doing this or whether you're with me on it. Oh, I don't think you're an idiot for doing it. I mean, but it's certainly is, possible. Is this, is this what most people? Is this what most of our listeners believe? I, 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 because it makes sense to me. But I understand what you're saying. Will the inclination be there? Will he feel the responsibility to do this, or because of the help he's getting from Mike Conley and Bogdanovich, amid others, well, uh, and even guys like Jeff Green? Will he feel like, okay, I'm being a team guy. I've got more weapons on my side. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get more assists, not more points. Ridge Top John says, where's the belief, Gordon, you need to go to 27? Well, I mean, I do. I do think that, but I'm trying to make this as even as possible, just in case. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Grayson Allen. That he was did, a close bet, Jake. He did let you down last year by a lot. <laughs> We didn't even solidify the right rules, and he still let you down. That's true. I was right. I was wrong on both counts, regardless of what the rules were. Because DNPs, who's DNPs with me, count. man? I mean, I told you I'm feeling optimistic today. I, I'm upbeat. I feel good, and now I just need some support from uh, from our listeners. Is this a smart thing? Is this a good bet? All right, we'll get to more big Please. show coming up right around I'm the begging corner. Begging you. 
We have Not Sports Report at 4.50, of course, and Bowler is going to join us in the house in the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Brett Siancia from Pick 6 Previews. You didn't just think the Utes are going to win the South. You don't just think they're going to win the Pac-12. You, at predicting the Utes, are going to be the four seed in the college football playoff. I'll explain the madness behind the logic here. Uh, I have Clemson winning the ACC. I actually have Ohio State over Michigan in the Big Ten. And I actually have Georgia over Alabama in the SEC. For that last spot, it came down to the Big 12 champ or the Pac-12 champ. I think that the Big 12 will produce a two-loss champ. I think that Utah, with its number one defensive line in the country, according to my metric, a very experienced offense coming back. It's a very proven staff, so very confident with Utah this year. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The best coverage of the Utah Jazz in the NBA is right here on The Big Show. Kick it. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 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 Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. Talking a little bit about uh, the Utah Jazz, mixing a little college football today as well. Gordon has made, uh, Gordon and myself, I suppose, have made an incriminating audio bet for the Jazz season. Donovan Mitchell, 26 and a half points over under for the season. 26. 26 and a half. 26. Where's your belief in your opinion, sir? How many times? I said this over and over again 26.0. It was 28 15 minutes ago. You were for, trying for to give our, me for you, our betting purposes twenty six flat. You in the last segment, in fact, said, "Give me twenty seven. Come on, give me twenty seven. Uh, no, I want and then this. I wouldn't come your way. Adrian spews a couple of facts no. at you, and now you're you're no, see, afraid. Now you're I don't scared. Want you, I don't want you rearranging history here. I, I have witnesses twenty six flat. That's what we said. All right. I think I'm still going to come out ahead on this. You might. See, now you're just, seems, no, I'm now just, you're just doubting yourself, and no. it makes me feel bad. Well, I do have some doubts, but I also feel pretty good about it. Uh, Gordon, let's talk a little college football for a moment. We have uh, Not Sports Port coming up right around the corner. We were talking about uh, Tyson Williams earlier in the show, and Dustin, who is a big-time Ute fan, uh, tweets at me. He says, Jalen Dixon has 589 yards as a freshman. Jake Scott still asks, who's going to be the deep ball threat? BYU <laughs> names a running back with 856 career yards as their starter. Jake Scott says, if BYU has a 1,000-yard back, that's going to be huge. Explain yourself. Well, for one, if BYU has a 1,000-yard back, it's going to be huge. I don't know how you can could not argue that. You did say if. I, I don't, I'm not necessarily predicting that that's exactly going to happen, but okay. if they've got a guy who has that capability, that's going to be really useful. Just like it's very useful for the Utes that Zach Moss ran for over 1,000 a, a yards. You have been running down those Utah receivers, though. I just want to – I'll believe it when I see it. And the thing is, Jalen Dixon, who Kyle Whittingham it was very high on at the scrimmage um, over the over the weekend, called him one of the best deep threats in the country and that sort of thing. If that turns out to be true, that's a huge deal. And Jalen Dixon at time did make, make some big plays toward the latter part of the season. But there's also – that was Jason Shelley's go-to guy. 
So it wasn't against- necessarily Tyler Huntley's. But but the thing with Utah receivers is every offseason they're hyped so much. This is the year. This is the year. This is the year. This is the year. I've just heard it so much. I want to actually see it. So I don't want to sound like I'm doubting Jalen Dixon because I'm not, but I just want to see it. I think we saw it at times last year when Jason Shelley, his what high school teammate, was throwing him the ball. I want to see Huntley go down, go out, and make a connection with this guy and and make me a believer. How about that? So you have the same qualifier in each case. If, if yes, right. If so, uh, yeah, I, I I appreciate the feedback from Dustin, who I know. Uh, and that's fine, and he's a big U fan. I get he's coming out at it from that angle. But I let me put it this way. If Jalen Dixon turned out to be a big-time deep threat, that would be a real big deal. That would be a big deal. That would make life easier on everybody on that Ute offense. And you're willing to admit that he at least has the potential to be that? 100%. Okay. Because we saw it at times last year. He was great in the bowl game. He was great against Oregon. Big part of that, that uh, uh, comeback win against the Ducks. Not so great against BYU. So he needs to be consistent. He needs to make the same connection with Tyler Huntley that he has with Jason Shelley. Yeah. And, yeah, if, if he could go out there and be, be a big play wide receiver for the Utes, that's good for everybody because that just means Zach Moss has more room to run and maybe you can't stack eight in the box and those sorts of things. And, uh, and they can get receivers free on the other side. Britton Covey maybe has to worry less about safety help over the top, and, and that's just nothing but good if he could be that. So if he can be that, how often would you go to him? Because you're the one that wants, uh, you know, ground and pound. Once a half. <laughs> First play every Just half. Just to remind everybody that they have to be aware of it. Throw it deep to Jalen Dixon and then uh, go to the run. I, I don't know. I mean, he had well, – I'd, I'd have to go back and look at his stats. I mean, he had – I'm trying to think double-digit catches in the bowl game. Uh, was it nine in the bowl game and maybe it was double digits against Oregon? Uh, but anyway, I don't know if that's realistic to do game in and game out. I don't know if they'll go to him quite that much, but if he could figure Should out. They? Because you're the one that's so concerned that, uh, you know, anytime the Utes pass the ball. Um, I don't know. I think they should. Uh, you say you want to see the Utes run the ball 65% of the time, if not more. At the right at the expense of what? I mean, I think Zach Moss needs to have twenty five touches. So if you're giving Jalen Dixon ten touches, then who is that coming in from? You don't want to take it from Brit Britton Covey. You don't want to take it necessarily from Cole Fotheringham because I think he has uh, some potential. If uh, uh, Solomon Enos could have a breakout year, he, maybe he requires some touches. I I don't know. I think that might be a little difficult to hammer out at this point. I think ten would be excessive. I wouldn't expect that. But you don't need your deep guy to have 10 catches. No, you like certainly you're don't. You certainly I mean, don't. Utilize him for what he's good for. And I think that's uh, Andy Ludwig is going to try and open up every quadrant of the field and at least pose a threat to be able to do that so that defenses can't load up. You know how uh, defensive coordinators in the Pac-12 are pretty smart. If the Utes are, are so run dominant, they are going to do what they can to make it difficult for the Utes to do that. Of course... That could be setting up the long ball. So uh, we will we will certainly see. But I, you know, obviously the coaching staff is very high on Jalen Dixon. Uh, Kyle Whittingham spent uh, quite a bit of time talking about it. So uh, if he could be one of the best deep threats in the country, I mean that's that's a really big deal. It is. It is. And uh, because the Utes have so many pieces to the puzzle in place, can they finish that thing off? 
Make it a picture of beauty. So here's the deal. He had nine against uh, nine in the bowl game. He had seven against Washington. Those were by far his two best games. One against BYU, four against Colorado, one against Oregon. And then early in the year, uh, when Tyler Huntley was healthy, he was going back and forth between one and two. So yeah, he obviously be more consistent than that. And he obviously broke out late because he had a connection with Jason Shelley. So can he establish that connection with Tyler Huntley? Because you know, I'm knocking on wood, wood here. Hopefully, it's Tyler throwing him the ball all year long. As much as I I can appreciate a tough running game, I love having a deep threat. And you, th- you say, no, duh. I mean, who doesn't? But I just personally love seeing a guy on the field who is capable of making a play like that. And that if I'm a defensive coordinator on every single play, I have to be aware of him and make sure that he's accounted for. Uh, that game against Colorado, he may have only had four catches. I don't know if you remember his game that day, Gordon, but 125 yards, including a 61-yard catch. See, that's and had a touchdown. Good. Yeah, I yeah, mean that stuff just made it is so difficult to march the length of the field every single time if you can make up 61 yards in one play, and he's your guy to do it. It would seem like he's the leading candidate. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That'll make uh, the Utah offense run a whole lot better. And think about back in the day when Brian Johnson was slinging the ball around and the Utes were as good as they were going undefeated. He had that option. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so important for a team to be able to do that uh, just for all the reasons you've already articulated. So if that happens, that will be a big deal. Just like if BYU has a 1,000-yard running back, it will be also a big deal. What do they say if is the biggest word in the dictionary. Let's see what you did there. No, oh, is that what they say? I mean, I think that's I've never point. heard that. I've heard you say that now. Yeah, who's they? <laughs> Have we ever figured out who they are? I think they, it's a think tank in Switzerland somewhere. I see. All right, uh, coming up right around the corner, we'll have the Not Sports Report for you. Bowler is going to be in studio at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. But right now, let's get a tour of Utah update with the world-famous Tony Parks. Ladies and gentlemen. Spanning the entire state of Utah. This is your tour of Utah update. Let's go. Go on the Zone Sports Network. Curious finish took place during stage one of the Tour of Utah. A group of five battled it all the way to the finish line, and Humberto Marengo made the last move, coming from behind and getting the win. 27-year-old Italian ended up letting out primal screams with double fist pumps after crossing the finish line. An emotional group hug at the end of the stage today from teammates with Neri Satelli. Uh, Lawson Craddock finished in second today. He will wear the yellow jersey tomorrow. It was Edwin Avila finishing in third. Marengo will wear the Utah Sports Commission Sprint Jersey. Sam Boardman wears the KOM jersey tomorrow. Brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism. Lawson Craddock will, as we mentioned before, wear, wear the yellow and is the top in the overall GC standings. James Piccoli was yesterday's winner. He had an issue with the flat today during the circuit. He does give up the yellow but is in second overall. Six seconds behind. Tied with Joao Almeida who is tied with him there for second and third at just six seconds back. Gavin Mannion is in fourth. Joe Dombrowski is in fifth. Stage two coming your way tomorrow as the tour stays up north they'll start in brigham city and make their way to powder mountain resort 84 and a half miles with an elevation gain of 7310 feet this tour of utah update brought to you by the larry h miller group of companies right here on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network 
Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. And Gordon, I, I do try to to keep the Not Sports Report going when uh, when uh, you're out of town. But How'd I just, you do? I just, don't, uh, I just don't have the same magic with the segment as, as you do. Oh, well, it's a gift. What can I say? It, it is a gift. <laughs> I try. Some call it a gift. <laughs> Maybe a curse. Maybe a curse. <laughs> Maybe a curse. But uh, just not the same. Could we go either that. way. Yeah. I don't know. Where are we going today? Uh, today we're going to uh, an Italian restaurant. Okay. Anyone in particular? Yeah. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. But let me ask you the question first. Jake, if you could spend $500 one-time fee... Okay. To get a lifetime of free pasta, not just pasta, but breadsticks and sauces and all the goodies that go with that. So, like, cook-prepared pasta, not just right. the, the hard noodles. Right. Okay. Would you do it? 500 bucks? Yeah. Heck, yeah. Well, then get on over to Olive Garden. They're doing that. You, you, you slip them 500 bucks, and for the rest of your life, you're eating OG. Well, they're offering it to, you know, they have that never-ending thing that goes on for like nine weeks where you pay 100 bucks and you can have an unlimited amount of all that stuff. Well, the first 50 people who sign up for it as of, uh, I think it's August uh, 15th or so, uh, get can get the $500 option. Wow. Pay the $500 and you get unlimited pasta all that stuff with the breadsticks and everything else for the rest of your life. That is a great deal. It kind of seems that way, doesn't it? Would well, you? I mean, what? Anytime you were just hungry and wanted some lunch, you just okay, pop on so, by to the OG and have a little uh, fettuccine Alfredo? What, what, They're what, underestimating how much people will eat for free. What, what? I mean, what would you, if if I said pay 500 bucks right now, how many, How what kind of food would you line up for? Would you do that for burgers? Mm. You would. Yeah, pizza, sure. Pizza, what else? Sushi? Hot dogs? Hot dogs, for sure. <laughs> oh, salads? No, no. No? No. Man, I mean, you could rack up $3,000 worth of bills, but you would never pay again. Of course, it's it's uh, exclusive to certain restaurants mm-hmm. that you would have to go to. But, man, that sounds like a great deal. Would you? Yes. See, I, I would think you'd say no because I, I would have thought that the women in your life would, would not let you do it. 
Why not? Oh, well, that's true. I hadn't thought of that. But because they're just healthy eaters, and not, I suppose that this is particularly unhealthy, but aren't they really quite particular? They'd probably limit your carb they, intake, they right? Kind of, they kind of are. But if I, you know, if I'm taking my wife out to eat on, and I can go, if I have, say, five different restaurants, pasta or, or just Italian, burger joint, hot dogs, uh, salad bar kind of thing. What was the other one? Sushi. Sushi's too expensive. I mean, that that goes without saying. Well, I'm not a sushi you guy. Get but. your sushi. But, yeah. <laughs> or uh, what else? What am I leaving out? I don't know. But if you ate that all the time, you'd how about, be... How about like a Chick-fil-A or someplace like that? Would you do it? Not Chick-fil-A, no. I'm just not a big fan of Chick-fil-A. Oh. You know Chick-fil-A is adding uh, macaroni and cheese to its menu? Well, that is terrific. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got against Chick-fil-A? I just don't. It's, I just don't you know like... Chick-fil-A is America's most popular uh, fast food restaurant? That's fine. I'm not judging. I just don't like their sandwiches. That's oh, all. Oh, okay. Although some people are complaining that the sandwich is getting smaller. Oh, okay. I don't know if it was the size. So- well, anyway. 500 bucks for unlimited food for the rest of your life. Man, sign me up for every every genre of food you can find. Hmm. I mean, that could be, you know, I mean, I'd pay out 10,000 bucks right now to uh, to have this deal at, uh, you know, 20, 000, 20 different restaurants. I, I mean, not even thinking about it. Why 10K? I don't know, whatever it would be. 20 times 500, wouldn't that be 10K? Jake, do you have to think about $10,000? Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd really have to think about that hard, actually. <laughs> Why? Finance it if you have to. It's worth it. Could, could you... Uh, I, could got, you... Uh, I got monthly payments. Yeah, really? On what? Fast food? Let me ask you this. Could your 10000 for 20 restaurants or whatever, could you do that in one trip to the ATM? Well, I've never tried that. <laughs> but, but I mean, conceptually, why not? He'd have to go to the teller. Well, right. Yeah. yeah. But the ATM implies you you don't have to move it around accounts or anything like that. You're just fair, fair. You're just bam from from machine to pocket. <laughs> Boy, Chris you, you led me right into that one, didn't you? Well, I I didn't lead you anywhere. I mean, you, you're the one who threw out 10K. I've just wondered. Oh, I would do it. I would do whatever is necessary to get, uh, well, any, you know, anything illegal to get the money so I could pay. Uh, yes, 20. I, wouldn't you do that? Well, <laughs> let's say you either have to do it or you get nothing at all. Now I'm just picturing Gordon selling drugs for Olive Garden. No. No. Say whatever is necessary. Would you, would you do that? Would you, would you uh, take $10,000 of your life savings or finance it? To have this deal at 20 different restaurants. Of uh, course you would. Wouldn't you? I don't know. 10K is a lot of money. I know, but it's your the rest of your life. Uh-huh. It's only a bad deal if uh, if you're the you know dearly departed like in a couple of weeks. Well, it sounds like I'd be more morbidly obese at the end of this whole <laughs> thing too, right? No. I mean, you eat in measure. Good measure. You don't go in there. We're just, talking about burgers no, and pizza no, and pasta. I, I mean, going to come out of this. Well, I'm just covering say, twenty hey. different restaurants. Uh, you know, whatever it is. Yes, you would do that, Jake. I know you would. And you don't have to go in and just eat five hamburgers every time. You can. You, this is paced out over your entire existence. 
Yeah, but you'd have to be pretty uh, disciplined, right? You know how much money you spend on going to restaurants over your lifetime? 10000 bucks is an absolute bargain. Let right. me help you. All right. I'm just saying I can't I can't go to the ATM and just get out ten grand. Well then borrow it. Borrow it from yeah. what? Like a loan shark? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can get approved for this. You can't just walk into a bank and say, Lend me ten grand yeah, so can. I can eat. A man of your stature certainly could do My that. My stature. Yeah. That's that, I'm just saying it would be worth even paying interest on that because over the life uh, over your entire life, you're gonna spend you're going to spend over a hundred thousand in uh, in in food bills, aren't you? Uh, at restaurants? Well, maybe you are. No, you are. <laughs> Add it up with me here, all you folks out there. Wouldn't you do that? Ten thousand dollars. People pay a lot more than that for a car, and this is food for the rest of your life. Joining us next in unless studio, they, unless the, uh, the you know the restaurants go out of business. The great Craig Buller-Jack will be here. Stay tuned. (laughs) 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.